I just came back from the salon. And for the record, I went with a sassy little bob and quiet luxury shade of blonde. Yes, that's literally what we're calling it, quiet luxury. Aside from trips to the salon, I don't actually blow out my hair. My hair is naturally wavy, and that's why I love Way. Way's new anti-frizz cream is a lightweight cream that provides immediate frizz control that lasts for up to 72 hours. I know that I have a limited amount of time <laughs> with wet, wavy hair in which to get myself in order. And that is why I love the anti-frizz cream. It has notes of bergamot, Italian lemon, violet, and more. And it smells un. Believable, Truly, as someone who is a little bit sensitive to scents, I put this in my hair and I feel great. It also genuinely pairs well with my perfume, which I appreciate. I don't blow out my hair because after years of color processing and attempting to make it straight, I know it looks better and stays healthier when I avoid blow drying, which is why I love the anti-frizz cream. I've used products, especially with wavy hair, where it feels heavy and looks kind of wet. And that's why I love Waze Anti-Frizz Cream because it enhances the natural waves in my hair. I still look like me, just a little elevated. And P.S. I am way obsessed with Waze's other bestsellers. Their leave-in conditioner, detox shampoo, my personal favorite. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E- O-U-A-I dot com and enter promo code Andy for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com with promo code Andy. I'm Tinsley Mortimer and you're listening to Andy's Girls. If you don't kiss the ring, you can kiss my ass. Manhattan is for princesses. I live in Queens. <gasps> oh my god, I knew that there was going to be a royal connotation. And can I tell you, I did. I actually had a royal theme tagline that I was thinking of, which I saved for next week, which I'm so sad about. Because that would have been. <gasps> what I like about mine, which, yes, I've had in my head for literal years, implies that A... <laughs> Carol Radziwill is still part of the cast, and B, uh, and I don't like her, which I do, but once you think, also, got to represent the outer boroughs. Oh, since my God. Nobody since Alex McCord. Let's, oh, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> my role model. Oh, my God. Shout out to Australia. You guys, it's Andy's Girls. It's episode 112, and I am so excited to have today's guest, who I have been trying to get on AG for 105 years, because I've been following you, following you in New York Magazine and Vulture, and I'm obsessed with your writing and your brain. So, Caduce to you, Molly Fitzpatrick. Did I say your name correctly? Perfectly. perfectly. It's not Malai? I mean, it okay. could be today. Okay, for now. <laughs> um, writer, hilarious person, New York Magazine, Stop. Vulture, everything ever. It is my honor and privilege to be here, Sarah. I am so excited to be on the people's couch. The no people's idea. people's couch. Thank you <laughs> yes, so much. We don't want to piss off Bravo. Um, we're just getting started. Um, so, first off, Hi. Hi. Mazel, you just got married. It's true. It's true. How long ago was it? It just happened. It just happened. It was April 13th, two weeks to the day before Leanne Locken (gasps) got married to her soulmate, Rich. Uh, Do I take it personally? Yes. (gasps) Am I over it? No. Can you believe that Deandra wasn't at the wedding, by the way? No, I honestly... 
that to me is like the most okay I, I genuinely think their friendship might be dead. I assume she would be there. I can't believe she wasn't there for the show. Yeah. I can't believe she wasn't there. Exactly what you said, because Leanne was her fucking maid of honor yeah, yeah. when she got married. To go from being a maid of honor IRL to being an enemy on a TV show that you're both in. Yeah. And then not invited. I mean, was Mama D invited? Like, how does this even? Mama D had to be there. Mama D, who in the throes of them fighting, was like, Deandra, it doesn't matter. She said you only had $200. By the way, I'm disappointed in you in every way. Like, I feel like Mama D is like more ride or die for Leanne than she is for daughter. I think she is, which I think D catches on to and is like, hi, can you parent me for a little bit? You've skipped. Oh, it's like skipping a generation, except you've skipped the bloodline and headed straight for my frenemy. Um, So tell me, which shows are you obsessed with? So you have Mm -hmm. recapped several different shows through your years at New York Magazine. You've done um, New York, which Brian Moylan, friend of the show, Mm -hmm. um, recaps as well. You do Southern Charm. What's your favorite show to recap? Oh, my favorite show to recap is, well, you know, it's a difficult question because I like, I love them all. Yeah. I would say I do partly because we're just talking about it, it's on my mind I I think like Dallas is such a buy low yes. sell high franchise that people sleep on Dallas is so much fun oh my god I love that com- buy low sell high that is exactly right, right? I've heard s- that I have not seen Potomac but I've like heard I feel like that's in that same category I would even say more so for Dallas and Potomac because I think people know that Potomac is really good like I yeah. think it's a word of mouth thing people know that Potomac is consistent and excellent and it's just a matter of do you watch it or not yeah Dallas sure. I think people were slower to take Take in because it really did have a, a not great first season. Yeah. It had a pretty pretty Growing rough pains, first season. Definitely, definitely. So that's your first, that's your favorite show to recap. Who's your favorite Dallas housewife? I mean, I have to say Leanne. I'm so yeah. afraid of her and in awe of her. Yes. I just think like in terms of who has generated the most, like who deserves the Lifetime Achievement Award. Yeah. Like I have things in my hands. They're not knives or yes, whatever that was behind the closed door. they just hands. Oh, truly amazing. But also, I have to say also up there for me is I also recap New Jersey for Vulture. Mm. I'm from New Jersey. I'm Mm. from Bergen County, which is Mm. like ground zero. Mm -hmm. So I have a special place in my heart for that, even though it is often like coming from an Italian family full of crazy people Mm. and siblings who don't talk to each other for like 20 years at a time (gasps) can be a little triggering. But I also feel like it's my vocation in a special way. Who's your favorite Jersey housewife? Oh, Dolores. But oh, no, Margaret. Dolores and Margaret. I love them both. They're so good, right? Margaret also, I have to like, I feel like I have to disclose, um, according to like FCC regulations, I got a cameo from Margaret for my friend's 30th birthday. And Margaret like turned it up. She was so sweet and lovely. And I also like as a connoisseur of watching Housewives recorded cameos, not ordered by me, not for people I know. Like there is often a low bar, but Marge is just like, you know, she really brought it in the way that I think she brings it on the show. So I do like have a personal bias towards Marge also, but she and Dolores are my faves. I also feel like those are the two that are most consistent on and off camera. Like, I think yes. that they, every housewife is playing a slightly heightened version of themselves, and they're also in environments that they wouldn't ordinarily be in. Like, these women would not be socializing with Danielle Staub, and, no. except for a <laughs> right. contract and a check. But I feel like those two women are the most true to themselves yeah more than anybody else in New Jersey yeah totally and also like Dolores has I saw I think she posted it on Instagram too but somebody put together 
like screen sh- screen grabs yes. from old episodes of Dolores has in like the always been there as a friend not as a friend of a housewife but as a friend like she's in the, genuinely in this social group with Teresa it's so interesting to me because this past season she had such a support for Tree and I wonder in real life how that works with her genuine friendship with Caroline Manzo yeah because it's not like Caroline and Teresa were enemies on TV I genuinely believe that they despise each other IRL (laughs) so how does that work does Caroline say like how was work today like how does that operate or do they just that's a great is it like Chinese wall or whatever or whatever you call it where it's like they just don't like bring it up and they don't address it in any way how does that how does that work I don't know either I try to imagine either scenario and both of them seem wildly impossible to me right but so does everything about this being your life and your job so I don't know I don't know maybe you just acclimate and speaking of um tree and tree huggers Gia graduated from high school this oh week my God, I is know. so beautiful so smart it's like a fucking miracle so proud of her so proud of her heading to Rutgers like I know pride of New Jersey Rutgers is a great school it Love is it. a great school I'm glad that they're figuring whatever out she can Teresa can sell some lubes and pay that girl's <laughs> tuition because Lord knows that wasn't in her top three of things to purchase what are your thoughts on this ongoing legal case with Joe Judice Judy Che Judy Che <laughs> yeah, however we're pronouncing it this <laughs> I am I well I am always just like fascinated watching Teresa's reactions to it whenever it comes up because she or lack thereof lack thereof exactly I know I just saw they hired like the Bridgegate attorney to represent him like it is very much ongoing I think he was like not on the right side of Bridgegate question mark he was representing like the 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 bridge I don't know (laughs) I don't know but I think he's also I'm from New Jersey. I should know this. But no, I know. I know it is very much. He was representing like Christie's people. I think so. Mm. All right. Yeah. Um, but I know he, I think like my impression of him is he is sort of like a nefarious but towering like Jersey legal figure. So I don't know. It seems like it's ongoing, but. Which maybe they just need to fight fire with fire. I mean, this is relatively skeezy in and of itself. Yeah. It's, it is strange. It is strange because politically, I think the Jersey folks are overall on the conservative side. So it wouldn't surprise me if in the past tree has been like blah, 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 immigration. And now they're in this strange position where they're trying to say he deserves to And I guarantee you that that the irony of that has occurred to her for exactly zero moments and she will learn nothing from it and it will remain the same. I also feel like Teresa has probably probably made peace with the fact that Joe was going to be deported and she was going to file for divorce. Oh, for sure. And now we're in this limbo that's like months long limbo. I don't know when this is going to end. And yeah. like, I think there's a decision coming soon ish, but I could be pulling that out of my ass. And it's like, I wonder how it feels to be Teresa, who's also filming their filming Jersey, because you don't know if this is your husband. You don't know if you should be right. putting like some, emo- let's pretend she has emotional maturity or any kind of like thermometer <laughs> stuck in there. Yeah. Right. Like I don't, when you go visit him, if she is visiting him consistently, oh no, wait, she can't visit him right now because he's in the immigration center spa. yeah like detention yeah, yeah, yeah he's getting on massage um <laughs> like you it's like let's pretend that she was allowed to visit him right now like are you visiting him as like the father of your children and a man that you know that you're going to separate with you know separate yeah, from yeah. are you visiting him as like your 
you know, beloved? Like, how does that even work? I don't know how I would handle that emotionally. That's got to be tough. I know. Even if, like, I mean, we've all, even though it's often very much tiptoed around on the show, like, we've all seen photos of Teresa, at least apparently, ostensibly, allegedly. With a younger guy? With a younger guy. Who I think is gay, right? That doesn't, I don't think they're fucking. I don't think they're fucking either. But I do think that it's, like, pretty obvious to anyone who is not, contractually obligated to be Teresa's coworker that she is like very much emotionally checked out of this. Right. And I feel like even if that were not the case, if this were just, it would still be really difficult. So I don't know. Yeah. I have no idea. And again, every time, and this happens so often watching and writing about the show, anytime I find myself struggling to put myself in Teresa's shoes and empathetically understand her, I do think it is helpful to remind ourselves that it is, I think, we are giving her a lot more credit for than she deserves than she deserves. But I know it genuinely is a horrible situation. I, I mean, tree is tree, but I love, I love her daughters. I love, yeah, she has great international kids. global recording superstar Melania. I love Gia. I am heartbroken for them. And it's, I have mixed feelings about the fact that they're, they're the ones that are getting punished. They're getting punished and it's being recorded and aired on national television, which is a little ugh to me sometimes. So I feel terrible for them. But yeah, I know. It's a, it seems like an impossible situation. So speaking of all things Jersey, what side are you on a la Danielle Staub? Do you think it's appropriate for her to get a bag of trash again? Do you think, which is what I pretend <laughs> they hold in the credits, <laughs> do you think she should be back at all? What are your thoughts? It's such a good question. I will say when she first started, when the crops turned black and the winds blew and it became clear that Danielle Stubb was going to rejoin us. I was like very excited because also, you know, I think about, I mean, season one, prostitution, horror, everything. Also just like any woman who has been engaged 21 times. is like a woman I want on my television. I like want to know what's going on with her, but I have to say, I think my eyes were a little bigger than my stomach and it's just been, I mean, it has made for compelling television, but just especially like, because I love Margaret and watching Margaret mm-hmm. have to deal with mm-hmm. the incredibly repetitive mm-hmm. and um, similar outbursts of like, this is a betrayal. You're not my friend. Like, like incredibly toxic behavior is a little bit like, oh, I'm like, oh, maybe, maybe this is like a little bit much. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Question mark. It's funny because I was just thinking too, I was thinking about two very different women, but I was thinking about Camille, who also is like, you know, mm-hmm. tiptoeing mm-hmm. back into mm-hmm. her franchise and for both of them their destination tropical weddings were kind of like I feel like part of their value add to these seasons was like okay now we're gonna go shoot at my like amazing wedding and yet I feel like with Camille I am like ready to see more of Camille still but with Danielle I'm a little bit like oh I don't know this feels like OG Jersey which could sound like I mean it as a compliment, but it's OG Jersey in a way. I feel like, oh, I don't think this is that show anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I kind of don't think I'm ready for like, I, I don't, I'm, I'm sure Danielle Staub deserves as many bags of trash as she wants and can get her hands on in her real life. But I don't know if I'm ready for like full-time cast member Danielle. Yeah, honestly, I think the trash bag in my heart and soul would be lit on fire. Yeah. If she, I, I also <laughs> think like, what's the likely, she's never going to be back full-time first off because she's too much of a moral yeah. and legal liability. And also allegedly they filmed, they got into some sort of physical altercation for this upcoming season. Oh, Danielle yeah. versus Margaret. Margaret said like her Valentino, I spoke to her about this, I think last month. Margaret said her Valentino bag was like almost caught on fire or something. And according to, I think, page six. Um, so, you know, it must be true. Uh-huh. Um, 
Daniel's no longer filming from that. Like, I think mm. production was like, you actually went too far. But who knows? That could have been Margaret's people or Dolores's people or somebody's people yeah. leaking that. Because this is what these women do is that they try to force off the people that they either feel is competi- are competition or folks who they genuinely dislike by having their teams, quote unquote, leak things to tabloids. Yeah, for sure. Which we have seen in Jersey, New York, it's like every other day. I mean, that was a huge part of season three mm-hmm. with Jill leaking information about her sex party and Luann's whatever the fuck um, <laughs> to page six with which Bethany was like, this is entirely manufactured. Um, you know, Beverly Hills, obviously with Puppygate, we've yes. seen that with Radar, although who knows if we'll ever know truly who leaked that I know one of history's greatest mysteries right Mm -hmm. so much (laughs) um I asked uh Luann that last week and she was like I am pleading the fifth and I said (laughs) really you don't want to give me something okay cool no no big deal she was she was very busy feeling Giovanni um yeah it's interesting how reading that story and wandering the backstory and the reason I'm thinking about this is because the Daily Mail yesterday published what I'm going to be very generous in calling an article uh-huh. about maybe Tinsley um, definitely being asked back. And it was sort of saying in contrast to what um, a cast member said, and she was pushing back and was like, no, the only reason that this person leaked this is because they're disgruntled and mm-hmm. whatever else I'm pulling it up right now. Um, it's, it's interesting that you know, either different camps are leaking information because I think there is a core of truth here. Obviously, somebody is leaking something. Yeah. And it's a question of like, are these co-stars leaking information to try to sink you or are you trying to negotiate too hard and production is trying to show you what's going on? There was some strangeness in this piece because it said that Tinsley had a five-year contract, which I was like, I don't think anybody. I think they really go season to season. And it's interesting to me you know, she has, or, and I say she, because obviously it's somebody on her team, but they say in this article, you know, Tinsley's a saint in comparison to these women who are demanding like an entourage and tons of money. And it's an insider that added the cast members who are really on the chopping block are those who have gotten too big for their britches and have delusions of grandeur that have caused them to lose touch with reality. Mm. And I'm wondering who might have leaked this like I posted this on Insta and a listener immediately responded and was like do you think it was Jill and I said no or I think no although I find that fascinating yeah yeah I want to believe it yeah was Jill. I it, love that version of events right it is in her bag of tricks but I don't think she's close enough to production at no. this moment and then I would think judging from the language that Tinsley's team is using that maybe it's Luann except yeah for sure it sounds like it's meant to sound like Luann right except Tinsley was at Luann's party last week she was the only cast member because Barbara Kay is not actually a cast member to (laughs) attend so I'm like where the fuck is this coming from or is the call coming from inside the house and what do you think it meaning production or do you think she's saying it so she can fire back at herself what do you think that I mean just because one is feeling Giovanni, I don't know if that necessarily means one is really feeling Luann and might be, I don't know. I'm like, I'm here for all kinds of duplicity. Right? I don't know. Yeah. I also think like this has been, I don't want to say it's a low bar, but this has definitely been Tinsley's best season. I mean, oh my God. So I, good. So it's just weird for this to come up now. Yeah, I know. I know. It's hard to, I, I, 
makes my brain itchy. But I fully, I have been, I have been waiting for this moment. Like I have been ready for Tinsley <laughs> to be on The Real Housewives of New York before mm. that idea was like a twinkle in Andy's eye. Because yes. like I remember her from mm-hmm. the like from the I don't know like 10 plus years ago where she'd be in the yeah, same yeah. gawker post as like a Julia Allison yeah she had her own Dior lip gloss oh my god totally so I, much more than Julia Allison much more than Julia, Julia Allison it's like Julia came Allison out of the womb a, a joke but Tinsley <laughs> was, was real just a blog fame ball but Tinsley's like a full-blown socialite and I just knew I have been I feel like people have not opened their hearts to her having an apple fully but I feel like this season she has just like come into her own I'm so thrilled I mean this we've had an amazing couple episodes for Tinsley a tragic heartbreaking couple episodes but I I don't know you don't think so Sarah tell me your thoughts no I totally agree with you I let's, <laughs> let's unpack New York first off by far Tinsley's best episode I loved seeing Tinsley without her lashes yeah. I think Ramona was startled and probably needs like therapeutic treatment from like walking in and seeing Tinsley as like a real person and not a doll yeah um like some sort of tragic American girl gone wrong um I I think Tinsley has been great this season I mean guys coming up I'm in a um have a little interview with Tinsley where I asked her essentially point blank are you coming back what's happening and spoiler alert she says she is um but I think that there are elements of Tinsley that are made for TV and I'm curious how other housewives address them for example Bethany went on watch what happens last night one of the best watch what happens of all time like I'm a recovering Bethany super stan and I really (laughs) thought Bethany didn't live here anymore and turns out she does and it's in a much bigger (laughs) fabulous more house than she's had before like she really has delivered to me in a very strong way this season but I think it was on the after show someone was asking her about Tinsley and Billy Bush because there was again according to page six rumors that Tinsley and Billy Bush are now dating and Bethany was like yeah I don't think that's real I think that it's a reach and they're both working the PR angle and he's a canoodler and so is she and I would love to see how that's going to be incorporated on New York next season because they're filming now. Tinsley talks about the fact that she's filming with a new cast member it's definitely not the Mooch's wife I have no idea who it is but (laughs) It's somebody in the world. And I'm curious about Tinsley's relationships because she has mystery money that I think everybody Mm -hmm. watching the show has noticed. She has like an endless supply of new designer dresses and doesn't repeat anything. And she says she and Coupon Cabin are no more. (sighs) He's sending her $700 Gucci sneakers because the name of the sneaker (laughs) is Bambi. The single weirdest bereavement gift of all time. The bougiest. (laughs) Gucci. Like how did we cross over the everyone's like and it was sneakers it's like guys are we ignoring gucci, gucci stripe gucci stripe like like <laughs> b- slightly above the eight dollar bodega flowers that i'm staring at that were a special occasion um i find it fascinating and i think it's different from dorit's mystery money mm. which camille thank fucking god is going to address on next week's episode wait. in the open can't wait it's something that the entire audience is thinking about and thank god somebody's doing work on beverly hills and for tinsley i want to unpack next season like where this money is coming from because 
what did Dorinda say? She's like, she's spending money like someone who's never had to have a job or something. Like, yeah, yeah. And I think that's spot on. And I am obsessed with like these kinds of aspects of the housewives of like, is this being done? Like Dorit, I think is wearing all this crazy shit. So she looks rich on TV. Yeah. Tinsley, I'm like, maybe this angle is amped for television, but also I do believe she is that person that's like yeah, terrible with yeah. money and money is coming from sources that don't make any sense. And I'm curious for how that's going to work next season because ultimately like do, who do you think is footing the bill for this? So I, I, my thoughts on this, although I would love to be wrong, is that the simplest explanation is often correct, which is yeah. like Dale, like they have, I'm, are, they're old money, aren't they? I feel like Tinsley still gets like a literal allowance like per week. I think she probably has a check coming in. I don't think it's big. And there was some super old, I think it's like a Washington Post article that her dad was in, actual literal rest in peace, where they it was talking about the fact that they have an old money name. Isn't it Mercer? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's an old money name, but that doesn't necessarily bring mm. with it an old money checkbook. And I think that when Tinsley was a Mortimer, she definitely had access to money. But I don't I think that the Mercer's probably definitely like she was raised with wealth, but I don't think that she has an estate's yeah. worth of money. And yeah. I don't think she has enough money to buy a a three thousand dollar outfit that the women are like this looks terrible flattens your (laughs) boobs whatever call it a day just for one day of filming like it doesn't make sense to me yeah yeah yeah. that's true and are we ever gonna know where it's coming like how could it not be coupon cabins money like maybe as a part of their agreement if there was one when they broke up as long as she didn't speak ill of him he would like give her let her keep his like Amex number common law alimony kind of thing yeah I mean that makes sense to me too I could totally see that like it makes more sense to me that it was coming from him than her family money Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. although neither she nor her sister have any interest in like working or whatever so somebody is paying for these lifestyles but I don't ultimately think that she has a Mercer fortune to fall back on that is so big that mm. she can spend literally tens of thousands of dollars, yeah. many <laughs> tens of thousands of dollars for wardrobe to be seen on camera. And P.S. she's still living in that fucking hotel. Yeah, yeah. Like who, guys, listeners, can you reach out to me if you have a satchel of gold specific to like Tinsley Mortimer's checking savings? Because who is paying for this. Yeah, I would love to see the tax returns. Like, I think she is spending more money on shit than Bethany is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Bethany has, like, the Birkin collection, but Tinsley seems to be spending an awful lot of money on TV production upkeep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I get that it's part of her brand, but I'm also, like, genuinely where the fuck is this coming from like genuinely where is this coming from yeah I really I really like your we still have the Amex number like saved and we're just using it it's fine yeah I feel like 
And he's not saying anything, so she's going to keep on doing it. And they probably still have affection for each other. And maybe it was a part of the breakup where he's like, you're not going to move to Chicago, so we can't be together. And also, I keep breaking up with you or she keeps breaking up with him. And there's some sort of something because he's not wasting, not to say Mm -hmm. he's wasting money, but he's not spending money on coupon cabin commercials, which is what he used to do, (laughs) which was they were great commercials, but it was purely to like help his girlfriend have some staying power. It was like, oh, I put an ad saying good luck Tinsley in the school play program that's exactly what it is (laughs) that is exactly (laughs) what it I made my professional peak as an actor at 11 in a play and my father bought a full page ad in the program that was like addressed to my little girl who like grows up too quick or whatever the fuck and coupon cabin as a parental figure in Tinsley's life or whatever from a financial perspective at the least has bought her or used to buy her TV theater program <laughs> ads. And maybe those are now just in the form of like self-portrait dresses yes. or whatever. <laughs> I don't know what dress that was. It looked like self-portrait, but self-portrait isn't $3,000. So I don't know if no. she's including the shoes and the hair and the beauty and whatever. P.S. Did she bring a makeup person? Who was that guy, Scott, or whoever it was who was doing her makeup? Yeah, I don't know. I think maybe that was that was an import. But I guess that was like a, a one-man glam squad. And PPS, there's a deleted scene that's been circulating on Twitter yesterday, last night, of a fight that Tinsley and Ramona had that I they used it. in the initial trailer for the season before it premiered of Ramona saying your makeup is terrible you're wearing way too much wearing way too much and I look better than you do and I'm like twice your age just said of course she didn't say it in those words but she was like I look younger than you do and she said it in her Ramona way of like I'm being funny but I'm actually trying to bury you and Tinsley's like literally crying like how did that not make the episode that feels like the I mean that in one interaction feels like the what so many <laughs> interactions that they have is driving at. Like, that's goals. Why wouldn't they have put that in? I don't know. Why is the season shorter? Well, it's what is it? It's next week is the finale, right? Which is when crazy. They, when they said on next week's finale, I gasped, which is not abnormal, I will admit. Uh-huh. But I was like, what the fuck are you doing? You have so many cuts of like Luann talking about her scram or scram or let's call the whole thing off when she blows into a little box and yeah, to test yeah, her yeah, out. Yeah. And that's just a, a random little flash. If we're not seeing Tinsley uh, cry over Ramona, we're just seeing that as a, a deleted clip. Like why is next week? I genuinely don't understand. I know. It. I know. And meanwhile, we are going to have new episodes of this season of Beverly Hills Forever. airing when we have a new president or slash when we have Trump again, Nightmare World. You know, like it's no, never it's never going to end. It's, it's never, never gonna ending. End. Um, I know. I know. It's really upsetting because especially I feel like we really have some great momentum lately. I mean, last week was like an all timer of Bethany just having a screaming heart attack. So it's like, how are we leaving right now? Last week was the greatest of all time. I honestly thought this week's episode was one of like the top three New York episodes. I just felt like we had the raw emotion. We had the truth. We had the complete denial of fact. We had... Dorinda out of breath making jarbled <laughs> noises of <laughs> which I couldn't get enough of we had Ramona being a complete dick and absolutely fighting yeah. Luann again Game of Thrones fighting Luann for the crown by scheduling a random fucking party <laughs> that made no sense to nobody especially Barbara Kay like 
I just feel like this is we're we're getting so much gold right now. Why are we ending it? And then we're left with what? We're left with Potomac, great, and Beverly Hills, which will never end because we're being punished for something. <laughs> and then the, I assume the OC trailer is coming soon or or Jersey or something. But, like, yeah. why is this ending? It just doesn't – it's, like, 14 episodes or 16 episodes or something already right now? I know. What? Why is it not at 20 or 18? I'm so upset. Like, what did they do? I, I don't understand. I know. I was trying to – I'm like, does this have something to do with, like – Luann's like legal timeline I have no it's just like baffling to me otherwise there must be some like logistical reason that I'm not seeing to compress well, this they film the reunion early I think due to Lu- Luann's mm-hmm. fi- uh, legal difficulties but that doesn't explain why the episodes being aired are right. so short right. yeah it is weird to me and I feel like New York is so good and even though the season isn't overall their best season, I think that there have been so many spectacular moments that it makes me kind of sad. I also feel like just unpacking this week, there was genuinely a lot that happened. Yeah. For example, Luann is obviously super delusional about how people are viewing her. And it feels like she's confusing her life with her behavior and she feels like these women are coming at her and she feels like it is a threat to her life and her power when what I believe they're saying is your behavior sucks yeah yeah and I don't know genuinely this keeps coming back to me how is she watching this season and not recognizing it yeah yeah totally it's also like so Having watched as much reality TV as I have, and I'm sure you feel the same way, I have a overblown belief in my bullshit detector. But watching this, I'm like, it's clear, even though your your friends are yelling at you, yes, this is coming from a place of concern and love. Like, I feel like they are really worried about her, and it is so alarming to me that she is just so I has no room for that perspective whatsoever. I think she feels like she's in competition with Bethany. And so she feels at moments, let me stick my head up her ass to show her that I understand I'm not better than her. And then on the flip side, she's upset and annoyed that Bethany got a sneak peek into mm-hmm. Luann at her lowest, most vulnerable yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like state of affairs in her life, and she'll never forgive Bethany for knowing too much. I completely agree with you. I think that is very astute. I think that it is really hard to, when you, someone has seen you like that and you are have not forgiven yourself about that behavior right. and it's still raw, every time you look at them, you see yourself in that state. And all the anger and self-directed hatred you may feel, you assume they feel. And I could see how that would just get really complicated and really ugly. It's also interesting to me that Luann kept talking about how these women and production, essentially, were triggers for her in drinking. She's like, I'm going to go, James or whomever, Kevin, whatever the fuck that name of the production assistant was, get me a car. Then, of course, production's like, you can't leave. So she goes back to the table and she's like, I thought about it. And when it's like, no, you were told that you cannot be filming right now because we're getting gems. We're getting literal satchels of gold. Um, And it seems like... She's using what's happening around her as a reasoning for I am an addict and this is a trigger for me drinking. Yeah. Meanwhile, 
she got in trouble with the law this go around for drinking not during filming but while yeah. she was on her tour so i don't know how you defend continuing the tour and having that not be a trigger when you're saying to the world that filming the show is a trigger yeah that's a really good point it was those like nighttime mimosas right or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. It, which i was like who the fuck is drinking a mimosa yeah, that alone like 10 is concerning. Night. that's yeah. weird to me yeah it's i felt i also felt like I, I, you might have gotten this from the start. I did not. The reasoning that Ramona said when the, the episode started, that the reason totally. that Bethany was losing her mind, fact check me because I'm going to fuck this up, is because she was realizing that she had done all of this work to get Luann to treatment and is realizing that Dennis died and what would have happened if she had put that much effort into getting him treatment yeah, is no, that I, right I think you are right and I too I was like oh my god Ramona thank you for explaining this to yeah me. I didn't I had I gotten totally it last week I and as soon as she week. said that I feel like I see it in a completely new light and I'm like okay I understand the intensity of this for Bethany yeah and Dorinda being like I'm a little drunky which I thought was adorable uh-huh. having that moment with Bethany in their ridiculously phenomenal Airbnb after and saying just I want to talk to you not about Luann but about yourself and I want to just hear you say like I feel sad and Bethany misheard her I think or her reaction was like and Dorinda was like you're super high functioning and that's not actually great for you and Bethany's response was like being hysterical and and saying like it is bad Mm -hmm. because I think it's hard for Bethany to emote unless it comes from like this burst and this gushing yeah it's all or nothing it's hard for her to just be like oh I'm having a rough day today like I think it 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 gets it builds up and then the valve breaks I know I love it was such a great I mean Duran is like an all-time favorite of mine so good I love her and it was such a good episode to highlight both her um you know an adorable drunky level which I'm always here for having like that really real moment with mm-hmm. Bethany and then also having, you know, the complete insanity about, uh, you know, once again, or what is she was saying like, Oh, me saying the fight yeah. in Cartagena wasn't as bad as what Bethany did, which I think is insane. And like only Dorinda would see it from <laughs> that Dorinda comes out on top there. And I just love it when we get to see all her colors of like genuine, I think she's a wonderful person and I think she's an insane person and I love to get them all wrapped up in one week. It's just a great, a great episode for me. So in your eyes, Dorinda essentially shaming Luann and saying like, at least I didn't go to jail is worse than what Bethany did. I think that, yeah, I'm going to say, yeah. I mean, I think Bethany, I'm sure it was unpleasant to be Luann yeah. when those lobster pop tarts were getting put down in front of her and <laughs> Bethany was going through it. Um, but I Sonia think- looks at that toaster and she's like, fuck <laughs> This could have been mine. <laughs> um, sorry, continue. Uh, yeah. No, but I think, um, and you know, I don't know how Luann sees it, but I feel like Bethany's emo- like emotional outburst, though it was ugly and intense, it came from like a real place. Like you said, I think she let it build up and then it all comes out in one burst. Whereas I think drunk Dorinda, Dorinda in Columbia was being defensive and mean. Yeah, I think I think you're totally right. And it's all about the intention. Bethany's intention was to speak truth to power or whatever. And Dorinda's intention was to hurt Luann. Yeah. And Luann looks at that as first, who's more important for me to have on my side. She thinks of Bethany through the show and nothing else. And with Dorinda, she's like, you actually hurt my feelings. And maybe we were closer friends. And 
that's why it's upsetting. I mean, I was thinking when Bethany was talking about that weird, what did she send her a shirt? A fuzzy like a shirt? fuzzy jacket? What the fuck is uh, that? Speaking, I mean, I know the, the Gucci Bambi sneakers are the number one weird gift for the episode. $730. It, <laughs> $130? I Googled it. <laughs> but yeah, a fluffy, um, the unseen mysterious fluffy jacket also yeah. raises questions for uh, me. Mohair? What the fuck was happening? Um, <laughs> but it reminded me of, when was it? Was it last season, the season before, whenever, when Bethany was filming with Beverly Hills and that became a plot point on New York because she oh, was yeah. saying, Luann, we hung out like once, but Luann kept texting me because Luann wanted to be involved with the shoot when I was shooting with Beverly Hills and I was like no and Luann's response was but we're such good friends I wanted to spend time you with you when it's like really I wanted to be on camera I wanted yeah. to be a part of that crossover and when I was hearing about the weird fuzzy jacket situation I started thinking about that moment because it is she sent a gift to Bethany and Barbara Kay I think because she felt bad about a portion of her behavior while they were filming, but not really about the root of this. And yeah. I care much less about Barbara Kay, as I'm sure Barbara Kay does, <laughs> and much more about the fact that ultimately Lou does not understand because she can't take it in and like metabolize it inside her body ultimately what Bethany was talking about. Yeah, yeah, I think you're exactly right. Like it's a superficial gift for a superficial apology. Yeah, that that gift is the material equivalent of saying, I'm sorry if you were offended. Like it's not really, it's like, mm. But also I love, I mean, I know poor Barbara Kay. I, I, I think this Chiron has been like consistent throughout the season, but there was something at like the top of this week's episode where like Bethany still very upset has gone off and maybe like Dorinda and Barbara are comforting her, mm -hmm. but it's Barbara Luann's friend. And it was just so funny that we're still at, theoretically we've established some like intimacy with Barbara as a character, yeah. but we have to be reminded, no, she is just Luann's friend. And also in a moment where she is literally comforting Bethany and in a fight with Luann, she is still Luann's friend. Because what is her identity? I mean, I someone know, asked Bethany. Or somebody asked, oh, God, that's spray tan. I felt so bad for whomever put in that oh, my um, security deposit. <laughs> um, but somebody asked Bethany that on Watch What Happens. They're like, do you think that Barbara has changed because of, like, the fighting, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And Bethany was like, no. Like, no. Like, yeah. <laughs> Barbara served her purpose, which was defending Lou until she felt like she needed to defend herself and cried and whatever. And it's innocuous. I yeah. mean, like, she's... I, I would refer to her as cotton candy, but I think that's too upsetting to cotton candy. Like that's too uh -huh. generous to Barbara Kay where it's like not even like it's a sweet treat and then we get a headache. It's like, no, you're not even like over saccharin or whatever. It's you're just you're you're there. She keeps Barbara yeah. Kay keeps doing press for her book and saying like I'm a real girl like that's what they need on New York they need someone who's real like they need someone a nice girl I like wear what I wear and I have a job and whatever and I'm thinking like we don't actually need that on New York no. we need somebody that's bringing something to the table and being actual friends with Luann is not enough Barbara Kay had an excellent episode last week I felt for her I thought she yeah, yeah, yeah came yeah. across really well but overall this was not a hit like apologies to hammers agree she did not nail it okay like hey. this is hey she's not coming to Netflix okay this is not this was not a hit 
in any way. Yeah, which is fine. I mean, life will go on. Her life will go on. Our lives will go on. Our time together was what it was. And I don't regret it. Yeah, she's going to go back to being in the background. But also, Andy referenced something that comes up on next week's finale again on what happens. Every time I hear this next week's finale, I'm like, no, that can't be. I know. It's so upsetting. It's genuinely so upsetting. But he says that there's like an a mic moment. He said that to Bethany and watch what happens. She's like, what are you talking like about? Like the jinx situation? Like a hot mic moment? Yeah, yeah. Oh like a, this happened a couple seasons ago in Barbara K. Sued production moment or whenever oh, that was. yeah. And yeah, he yeah, said yeah. it involved Barbara K. And I'm thinking either Luann was talking shit about Barbara K. and it got picked up on a mic or much more realistic Barbara Kay was saying something shitty about Luann or Luann's cabaret and the mic picked it up which then my ears were like beep beep like that is fascinating to me yeah and speaking of full of shit Uh (laughs) Andy posed a question to Bethany I'm going to pose to you or maybe it was a listener that said it to Bethany Uh and I'm going to pose it to you do you think that Luann is in on the joke of, of her cabaret? Of her cabaret. Okay. That is such a good question. And I've been thinking about this a lot. Okay, and great. I will preface this by saying that I went to her cabaret in New York at 54 Below. Phenom. Did you go the first night? I didn't go the first night. You no. go the second night? I went like pretty early on because I went up for Vulture and wrote about it, which was oh, a lot of fun. God but I don't bless. think it was the very first performance. Okay. Um, it was genuinely like one of the more fun nights of my life. Especially because oh, the Count was there. The Count and her kids were there the night I was there. It was amazing. Unbelievable. And part of the fun of it is like looking around and being like, who's here? Like who's, whose profile will I recognize from like a shot at the Regency? Like, and it was great to feel like, oh, I am, even though I'm literally, like they're literally not filming, but I'm like, I'm on the show. Like I am, effect- I have entered the universe of like my favorite TV show. And it was great. But the thing about her cabaret is that I don't think anyone, I think her cabaret is so much fun. Ben Rimmelauer, an amazing talent. I think it's delightfully written, a very fun night at the theater. But I don't think anyone (laughs) would make the argument. I don't think that anyone would make the argument that Luann is like a great voice of her generation. It's not like a full on like Florence Foster Jenkins thing, but it is like a little bit at her expense, I would say. Like it's kind of, you know, I don't know. And But the way that she talks about her cabaret stardom leads me to wonder if she thinks she is one of the great voices of her generation. I don't know. Like originally I thought she was in on the joke to the extent that it is a joke, I'm but nodding. now I, I think my gut is that she's not. I think it's because it's really popular and she yeah. is, she's misinterpreting popularity for, talent or something I think she looks at herself as an entertainer and because she's genuinely surrounded by like broad uh, by like Broadway stars and people who can really sing who are sort of yeah. helping hold up the show or funny people like Murray Hill I think she thinks look at who's surrounding me look at the quality of their work I am at that level now and also people are coming to see me I mean the whole thing is it's hashtag Louis, the Countess and friends, and friends, but it's yeah. the Countess and then friends. I think that, you know, when they were talking about, when the women were talking about, like, we don't want to be in an audience and see you on stage, I thought that they were making a valid point. And it was interesting to me that Sonia's been on a part of so many performances because Luann is ultimately in control. I mean, Luann wants to be the star on stage. Bethany has a multi million dollar 
brand, but Luann has a show. Luann gets to look into an audience night after night and perform to cheers from people that are there to see her. And the people are genuinely there to see her. They're also genuinely there to feel like they are a part of the Real Housewives yeah. of New York. You've been to her show at 54 Below. I've been to her show at 54 Below. I think we can both honestly say that uh, for me, it was yeah. one of the best nights of my life. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I am not joking when I say I went with um, OG of the AG, Damian Bellino. And we were screaming. We were cheering. Same. Absolutely. You can go to my Insta and see the highlights. Like it was <laughs> insane it was great I said to Lou after the show like this was genuinely fantastic because it it really was fun and I'm not going to take that away from her I'm just going to say that a lot of the fun was that we were surrounded by people yes who understood what we were going to see it wasn't Lou performing like a monologue that would bring us to our knees it was because it's we like a were, community. It's a community. And Luann has, and Ben and everybody involved in her show have created a second wave for Bravo viewers that hadn't previously previously existed. Like Bravo's now doing BravoCon, which is fantastic, mm-hmm. which people have, I, I think, been asking for for years. They're doing it. I'm sure it's going to be spectacular in November. Lou has essentially created a bravo con on the road yes it is loose specific and new york specific but that is a world that she has created that has been very very popular and will continue to sell out and i think at one point luann started to think this is less about the show or it's still about the show but really they're coming to see me yeah yeah and i don't know that she's in on it anymore I mean those scenes of her recording feeling Giovanni Mm -hmm. I don't think she's in on the joke like Bethany hadn't seen the video she says until watch what happens last night she watched it and there are scenes with like Lou and her extensions and Uh it's like the whole joke is that Lou says like I'm not J-Lo but like it felt what is it waiting for tonight like it felt Uh like feeling Giovanni (laughs) is like a little waiting for tonight which is I think one of J-Lo's best videos Mm -hmm. phenomenal and I don't think she was recording that scene when they were shooting it thinking this is a joke like I don't maybe Lisa Rinna and Cynthia Bailey were in on the joke a little bit you know Ben dropped some tea last week that actually Dorinda was supposed to be the person co-starring in the video and then dropped out at some point before they went into production for it I mean I don't know that, you know, Lou's in her bathroom or whatever with her glittery outfit underneath on set and she's thinking this is going to be really funny and kitschy. I think Luann is thinking like, I am a star now. And I don't think in, I don't think she's entirely wrong, but I also think this is shtick that we're going to. So is it possible she's lost that? And is that why... She's unwilling to accept critiques from these. I'm like literally putting this out there as I think of it out loud, which was why it does probably won't make sense. But (laughs) is it is that why she's unable to take a critique from these women? Because she feels like if she takes in their critique of her behavior, it's going to chip away at 
this successful thing that she has, that she has ownership of, that she doesn't want them to take down. I feel like it must be, it's, I mean, obviously, cabaret, cabaret, cabaret. It's like, must be this huge buoy to her fraught self-esteem. Yeah. And I feel like she's really protective of it. Totally. And the fact that they wouldn't want to go to her cabaret for the nth time, anything that suggests to her that maybe the cabaret is not the giant glowing sparkling supernova of an achievement that she like needs it to be for herself Mm -hmm. is like an existential threat but also like that drove me like I I it'll shock you to hear Sarah I am not a cabaret star (gasps) but I think as somebody who like writes articles that go on the internet like there's still it's interesting to have a job where you could sort of ask your friends to put your artwork on their fridge. You know what I mean? Like you could be like, oh, let me send you something I did. Or like, I'm doing a performance. Come to my performance. And I don't know, like, even with my own, like, I think like sending someone a link to something is a pretty like low commitment relative to like come to my like two hour show, show and be in the front row and, you know, do your own sort of mini performance during it. But I don't know. I feel like most people I know who have the opportunity to sort of like torture their friends with their work, try to like <laughs> minimize it. You know what I mean? Like you don't want to like overextend, like burden people's kindness. And it's just like, and I also like, I would have so much more sympathy. I mean, R- Ramona's scheduling the, not a so surprise birthday shady. party. It was extremely shady. So oh, that's its God own thing. Bless. But I would have so much more sympathy for Lou's like insistence that everyone comes to Cabaret all the time. If she were like, I don't know if this is the case, but I'm guessing it's partly the case. It's like, hey, I need to like drum up publicity or sell tickets. And, you know, it would really help if you, my famous co-stars were there. It would be like more, you know, then it would be more of a page six thing. And like we'd sell more tickets. Like I'd be like, yeah, I get that. But just like her unexamined belief that, of course, everyone would want to come see the same shtick and patter over and over again is like exhausting and hilarious to me. Yeah. And I don't think it's going to change anytime soon. Oh. I wonder what that reunion was like. I wonder if Bethany wanted to hold her feet to the fire again or was like, I already did this on camera. I yeah. Let's just agree to disagree. I feel like it might be the latter. Like, who knows? I'm excited to see it. But I feel like that seemed like it was pretty cathartic for Bethany. I yeah. feel like she might have been like, okay, I processed that. I don't yeah. really want to spend my time with this anymore. Yeah. And thinking of catharsis, Lou's response at the table of like, I'm sorry, Barbara, for this weekend. Bethany, Dennis was a great guy. And that's not really... Oh, Dennis's death was a major thing, I think is what she said. Which is like, I know she's like you know, speaking extemporaneously and it's emotional. But I was like, oh, a major thing. I'm like, oh, I don't know. And he tried to like help her out of that $6 million house thing. Yeah. And it's just... Oh, it was rough, tough stuff. It was not... It was not... It was not great for her. And I... God, Luann is so spectacular on this show. She is so... Yeah. I think it's weird to say she's needed because, my God, this is quite an ensemble in New York. But she is so interesting and so singular. And I'm genuinely curious for, like, what's going to happen next season. Is it going to be more of this? Is it, like, what is she going to look like how how is she going to change if at all or is she just going to be tighter and tighter into herself totally and i think what we've really seen about luann is like think about the beginning of this season where it was like come come see my house i've really landed on my feet oh i've like come so far from yeah. before like she's definitely i mean very concerned about her image and very interested in when she does see a season or you know she just knows that she's had like very 
publicly documented misfortunes let's Mm -hmm, say mm -hmm. so I think she's gonna be really keen to be like oh I've like shown growth when she like senses that any kind of negativity surrounding her actions but I don't know what that will look like like how do you and will it be real like remorse or growth or will it be what I I just like I'm I mean and they're filming now I wonder what the producers are thinking I wonder if they're like we've had enough of the cabaret let's move on to other stuff or they're like no dig in deeper because let's see what the fuck you're doing and you know we know now about her you know like they they started filming since since the reunion. She had that court appearance where she was in jail yeah. for 40 minutes or whatever. Like things are happening and she's it's she needs to treat her probation, I think, more seriously than she did in the past. And I don't know if that's going to be a part of it. It's I am curious. I do feel weird about the fact that now we have to wait again for New York because I, I feel like I, I didn't get fully fed this time. I no. just, I'm like my appetite. I'm like, what, and what is going to satiate this? Cause it's not Beverly Hills. And I have a satchel of gold from um, someone on IG that who says in the past 12 months, who's had the worst season, Beverly Hills or OC. And that took my breath away. Cause I was like, Holy shit. They've both been terrible. What are your thoughts? Who has had the worst season in the last year? Beverly Hills or OC? So I actually, OC is a huge blind spot for me. I've seen literally one episode ever. I thought oh. for Brian Moylan to recap. I know. I need to. Which episode did you see? It was sometime last season. Nothing interesting happened. And I yeah. don't remember. I could, well, that's. <laughs> but I know. I've heard this. Is, well, um, I feel like there's your answer. Because yeah, I'm going to yeah, say yeah. the same thing, which is. Orange County I don't remember what I, I genuinely like I'm not lying to you the only thing I remember is a moment in the reunion where Vicky said that like Kelly does coke like that that yeah. is all I remember I swear to God and I've seen every episode of every franchise at, at least twice I do not I I, I really don't I, I don't remember I don't remember yeah. where they went on vacation I don't remember <laughs> what they did there was a trailer for next season that should be arriving shortly I I, I couldn't tell you and then we have Beverly Hills. Okay, let's go piece by piece. Um, who do you think leaked the story to Radar Online? I, ugh, I, okay. I will begin by saying this. Oh, this is going to be good. Whether or not it was Lisa. <laughs> oh my God, you're afraid. Or John or someone in Team Vanderpump. I think that Lisa has a demonstrated pattern mm-hmm. of manipulation and shadiness. And so almost God bless. Thank you for your service, LVP. This, I know, right? Like truly a, a master of the yeah. reality television arts, yeah. as I think Brian Moylan would say. But <laughs> she is, um, so it's almost like immaterial to me, the specifics of Puppygate, because it's just like, I'm excited that we're talking about. And I will say, I mean, Vanderpump, I has eroded a lot. She at one time, I would have said she was my favorite housewife. She's eroded a lot of that goodwill. And mm-hmm. also, I, I mean, I say this, and in the same breath, I will see say R.I.P. Lisa's mom, which has happened, which is so I sad. know, Lisa's mom, just, I know. she's had a bad year, guys. Bad she had to stop year. filming Pump Rules. I wonder, you know, not to make it all about us, the the viewers, God forbid, but I wonder how that's going to affect Jax and Brittany's wedding, because Lisa is now back yeah. in, in England making funeral arrangements. Jax and Brittany are getting married. Today's the 21st, I think, next week. Yeah. So... I would assume a huge part of this because it's definitely being filmed for the show is Lisa being there. Now I'm a Jew. We bury people 40 minutes after, mm-hmm. of, after they die. I mean, we're like, you're dead. Okay. Here's Shiva. Like it's <laughs> no, so I don't know how that works. And also if uh, Lisa has to plan stuff in another country, I yeah, mean, like yeah. that, that's not like she's bringing back her mom back, but um, I, I, I think that's a lot for her to go through. 
you know, I feel for her. Yeah. I also feel for us, the viewers, um, because Same. this season has died. So you think it doesn't matter who on her team did it, but it was definitely somebody on her team. Yeah, I, that's what I think, honestly. I also am just... Um, oh, also, wait, really quick aside before Please I forget. Tell me. Did you see that Shep Rose from Southern Charm said that Sheena... He's, of course, attending the Jackson Britney wedding. Because yes, of course he is. Of course he is. Said that Sheena Shea reached out to him. Or no longer Sheena Shea, excuse me. Um, Sheena Marie. Sheena Marie reached out to him and said, <laughs> will you save a dance for me at Jax's wedding? <sighs> and I'm just like very... I mean, that's so that's like exactly what Sheena would do, of course. But I'm just curious to see what opportunities for like inter-franchise cross-pollination well she's done something she's stripped or made out heavily with carl from summer house yeah yeah yeah. she has been around the robbie from the bachelorette of course outside of network but that was awful that was just like guys it's like no one is here for no one is and he was so unattractive and it was like it was just real bad. It was two desperate people being very desperate with each other to desperately get a plot on a TV show uh-huh. of some sort. What do you think about, before we talk about Beverly Hills, I just want to know, what do you think of, because you recap Southern Charm for New York Mag slash yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think about Shep? I, will say, I have a soft spot for Shep. I think he is. I will say this about Shep. Because it's a mean thing to say, but, you know, women have this said about them so often and their looks scrutinized in our culture that I think I have a little leeway to say it is shocking how much Shep has aged since season he one. He got super bloaty. It's like the opposite of a picture of Dorian Gray. Like every bad thing he does <laughs> is just on his own face. Like double. Yeah, it's legit catching up with him because he's, he's in his late 30s. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's and not I mean, a little kid anymore. He's, I will say I think Shep is like a pretty bright guy. Um, he, he is a smart guy. And he, he reads. He tells you that every he day. He reads. He tells you that every day. He also is like pretty upfront about his sleaziness. Um, so I don't know. I tolerate him I like but I will say that I have I think that on Southern Charm we have like what someone who could potentially be like a great reality star of our time and I think just needs like the breathing room and the attention and that is Craig I am obsessed obsessed with Craig so beautiful he's so beautiful he makes such weird choices he says (laughs) such strange things I think also like I feel like people who are not connoisseurs of reality television don't understand that you really some people have a gift like mm-hmm. some people mm-hmm. like Sonia Tremont Morgan I would God say bless. I love watching Sonia because it's that feeling that universal satisfaction of looking at someone and being like you are doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing mm-hmm. like you have found it yeah. like thank God right place right time we are right so job. blessed we are so blessed um and I know Craig is certainly I mean who is a Sonia Craig is no Sonia but he is just somebody who can just generate so much amazing content naturally, independent of like, we're doing a storyline. Just the things that come out of his mouth, he almost reminds me of like, I, like I mentioned, I'm from Jersey. I have written about extensively and I stan a Jersey Shore. And it's almost like, for some reason, I think of like, very different vibe, but he almost reminds me of like, the situation? Not even the situation, but almost like, maybe the situation but sort of he has a sort of like male Jersey Shore cast member quality to him which is a horrible comparison because it is not at all true on any surface level but just in terms of like the things he says I am so impressed by as a reality TV viewer because they're so crazy or like the strange choices he makes like his eyeliner application he is doing all of a sudden he has like in his kitchen like a like a purpose-built 
plexiglass set of shelves just for women's sunglasses, like eight pairs maybe, that are so available to girls who may or may not spend the night at his home, which oh is like God. who, it's like an alien watched dating and was like, I will blend in with society. Like who would fucking do that? That's crazy. That's not even like, oh, he's such, he's like a sleaze. Like that's just like fucking crazy. Like who would do that? So I watch this show pretty much I mean I watch it because I get paid to watch it because I enjoy it but also like I just love Craig I think Craig is just a spark of joy and radiance on the reality TV landscape I also feel like aside from his blind spot of Naomi where on last season's (laughs) reunion he was like tell me one lie I've ever said tell me one lie and Naomi the look of shock on her face of like just one like how about a top 20 (laughs) I feel like aside from that and the anger because he's jealous and upset and hurt that they broke up aside from that situation I don't doubt his impulses because they are strange and they are looney tunes but I don't doubt that it's like a product of our society yeah yeah yeah, versus Shep who says that every man reanalyzes their like thoughts and moves after me too. And he did that weird shit with Chelsea where yeah. he was like trying to be all up in her grill. And she was like, um, I'm saying no means no. And he's like, but what? Um, I think the way that he has handled the Mackenzie Austin situation. So is odd. So odd. And so to the heart and soul of how Shep was raised and the elitist attitude that he has. And everyone was so focused on T-Rav for so long that we might have missed out on clues about Shep from seasons past. And now T-Rav's absence is giving us the gift of like, guess what? There's another chauvinist on the show and he's the guy who was so adorable that he got a spinoff. And he's staring at us in the face. And, you know, Andy still calls him like Sheppy. And he was like his little pet from Southern Charm. And I think even Andy is like, you're not, this is not your season. You're not coming across well. And Shep was on Watch What Happens this week. And he was like, Mackenzie's white trash. She's not a white trash hairdresser. She's just white trash. And here's the thing with cheating on somebody after you've broken up. Like, it doesn't make sense because then you're back together and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, sweetie similar to Luann you're not taking in the genuine critique that's being made about your behavior you're thinking that it has some other point for some other thing and it's like take a moment and understand even if god forbid the people saying it are I don't know women (laughs) that this is not you're this is not working out for you you're you're wrong and the reason you're wrong is yeah because of all this shit that's like been in our culture you know what I'm saying I think you're exactly right I think he is it's like a more insidious toxic masculinity because it's like toxic I mean T-Rav obviously is a monster that you can see coming from miles away yeah but it's like a toxic masculinity in plain sight and they literally the whole with um Austin and uh what's her Madison what's her name Um, Madison McKenzie uh, McClara uh, (laughs) the hairdresser who's not Chelsea um who he literally was like yeah Austin cheated on her but then she cheated on him and that is empirically objectively worse which is like what what i mean like they're both bad but it was so he was so emphatic and strange and also like if you want to be really like mathematical about it austin seemingly had sex with two women and we know of her having sex with one so just purely based on math shep it's like a two to one austin but yeah it definitely seems like it's there is a Whenever there's that sort of why, like an inexplicable level of anger, it seems like, well, what could it be but some fun misogynistic attitudes layered in there? Like it is really um, his reactions to that 
breakup have been bizarre and incomprehensible to me. Yeah. Speaking of bizarre and incomprehensible, (laughs) let's pivot back to Beverly Hills. Oh, please. So LVP is gone and Kyle and Teddy feel like they need to fill her shoes. Yeah. Is that what we witnessed this week? You know, I definitely felt that way last week at dinner with the, you know, Rin and Jane. Yeah. You you must be upset. Then with the kind of like the... <laughs> the second version of that dinner that was just like much drunker back at the chateau this week, I felt that, but I also kind of, I think Rinna was saying like, oh, they feel bad because they think that Erica doesn't like to be around them. I don't know. I'm kind of like, I, with the drunkenness, I was like, oh, is this more them just like wanting something from Erica emotionally? But yeah, I mean, in general, I super agree that I think like in the LVP vacuum, like I think like Kyle is becoming the grand dame and Teddy her jiggy if not her Kyle or her brandy or something yeah I think Erica feels that it was hypocritical that they are judging this impression that happened at Faroween 900 years ago and yeah. they're making impressions over wine and that's something and I feel like Kyle and Teddy are actually channeling their anger to Rena through Erica and yeah, they're using yeah. Erica Jane as the vessel and the vessel is like why are you putting this on me because I I don't I don't want this yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and Rena is there being like none of this makes sense like I thought Rena and Dorit had excellent episodes oh 100 and this is the most I have ever liked Dorit I think yeah, it started ever. when she got a traumatic brain injury playing racquetball or squash or whatever they were like <laughs> And then it was like the episode of Dwight of uh, The Office where like Dwight hits his head and he's like a nice person. Oh my god, yes. I was like, oh my god, who is this Dorit who's like <laughs> dumping out her empty wine glass and is like clearly on the right side of this fight and then forgot Teddy's name. I was like, oh my Dorit, god. where have you been all and my life? And the viewers are Pam, like, we're I'm just gonna say goodbye to you. Yeah. And he's like, Why are you saying goodbye? You, you don't worry about it. I just it's gonna be different. I mean, it is probably gonna be different if Beverly Hills does a, a recast or whatever and Dorit goes back to being bad Dorit, which she probably will next yeah. week when Camille's like, You're poor and I know why um yeah I felt like they both had really really a really really strong episode I had people reach out to me saying this week was the worst episode of Beverly Hills they'd ever seen I disagreed with that I thought last week was I I was annoyed last week this week I was like this is actually kind of interesting because I think I think Kyle and Teddy are totally in the wrong for different reasons I think Kyle is annoyed that Erica since she for the last few seasons has appeared that she does not want to be on the show she wants to be on her own tour and doing her own thing with her own group of people and doesn't like being there and because she's saying it on a day that Erica had a migraine it's like this is not coming across well for you and she's also they're also both insisting that their truth should be Erica's and when she says it's not they don't take that as an answer they just push further yeah totally and so they both came off poorly Kyle has admitted it on Watch What Happens and online. She's like, we pushed it way too hard. We fucked up. And Teddy's thing was actually sort of interesting to me because it went into this whole weird drunken where the truth comes out. Yeah. True serum, vodka, same difference. <laughs> um, where she's like, you guys need me to be the moral compass. And Rinna gently is like, <laughs> we don't. It's like that scene with Lou and Ramona where Lou's like, they're all just, they want to be me. And Ramona's like, we don't. Like, it's like this, it felt this similar vibe where there's somebody who's making sense and then somebody who's like completely gone, completely crazy. And with Teddy, it was like, oh, is this why you're an accountability coach? Because 
you want everything to be great because you had, and this is no judgment, but because you had a sort of a chaotic childhood mm-hmm. with a famous father and you, you look at order as safety yeah, and you need everything to be orderly and out in the open. Otherwise it like triggers her and makes her feel unsafe. And maybe that's what came out of the puppy gate situation. And that's why she was sort of pushing hard because she feels a responsibility to herself to have everything out in the open. Otherwise she goes back to that childhood thing. I don't know. I might be giving her too much credit. I also fervently disagreed with her, but Mm -hmm. I felt like it was an interesting peek into her psyche. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, they were right. People are like, you know, Kyle and Teddy were trying on LVP's hat and it turns out like it's too big and (sighs) a fedora of some sort. And I get that. I also I it's not that I disagree with that. I also just think there's other stuff going on. It makes more sense for Kyle to be doing that than Teddy. Yeah. Although they definitely formed an alliance and it was very poorly strategized yes at least in how they executed it but I think there's like some other stuff here like I don't hate Kyle although I do think Kyle is Kyle's worst enemy aside from Kim and I think when Kyle gets ideas that are production based they sort of don't go according to plan because she's not as smart and strategic as Bobby Fisher Mm -hmm. and I think Teddy is here to have her sister slash sister wife on her side and so she's going to align herself with Kyle whenever she can and she also is triggered by the idea that someone is lying yeah yeah I just think ultimately it's like if you're angry at someone be angry at Rena. and also this is so dumb and why are they in Provence yeah what is going on I know it would make sense if Lisa Vanderpump was there that all of these personalities and all these women who (laughs) obviously are now (laughs) finally being open about their mistrust of LBP the entire time at least that's they're being open about it but like why do they need to be in a little house where there's nothing to do and they go to a market or whatever I guess you know I can see the rosé although I you know I enjoyed the impressions they the rosé tasting and blending could I mean I guess that could have been a plot point of Rinna being like I like this more than Vanderbilt Rosé and then Lisa being there and that being a thing but yeah like without her it felt like a really I don't know I've like been really disappointed in in general our vacations lately like that was kind of a bleh. I mean we all on New York we only went to Miami we didn't go anywhere internationally why the fuck did we only go to Miami I know which is like I feel like we've been to like I feel like we go to Miami they've like, been to every Miami three months. right they've been to Miami before yeah did, We're always in Florida. Like something terrible right. is always happening Luann's like, I'm no longer, I'm never going back to Florida. Meanwhile, she posed in front of a poster for an upcoming yeah. show in Florida. So we know exactly how long that was. <laughs> With lasted. a photo taken by a, like, a, a girl who definitely was just walking by and was not part of the production team at all. Wink, wink. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It's all kind of weird to me. I'm ready for it to die. I am yeah. ready for Camille to step up to the plate. I'm not into Camille online being like, they're bullies because yeah. Camille, you need to be back full time. Like if we're going to put, bring some shit up, like let's just, let's just have you back. Full, like, please. Have yeah, me, can, yeah. Can we bring something back full time? Because I don't know what they're going to do next season. I think it's a fucking garbage mess. What do you think about Brandy? Like, would, would no. You, yeah. Yeah. I think that people want Brandy back because they want something to happen. But I think Brandy is so manufactured yeah. that I don't think that's the way that they want to go. I think it's a bad sign that 
Kyle's like, yeah, let's bring back Brandy, which she's done in um, some press interviews in the last week or two. I think that's uh, a very bad sign. Um, I think Brandy coming back would just be a fuck you to LVP. And at a certain point, hasn't the second half of the season been a fuck you to LVP? And look how successful that's been. I think that they need to reshuffle the deck. And I tried to say this, I think, on last week's episode. And I I don't think... I know that I don't have the answer mm-hmm. because I look at these women and I'm like, well, Teddy serves a purpose because she's kind of weird. <laughs> and Dorit serves a purpose because I want to hear more about the money that they have just yeah. laundered into Gucci <laughs> and I and her weird hair accessories. And I think Kyle serves a purpose, which is just saying in Beverly Hills. And yeah. Camille <laughs> and needs to be that's back. That's how we get to see Mauricio. Is right. Of Kyle. And Camille needs to be back full time. I think Erica should be moved to friend of or given a spinoff or just yeah. whatever. I don't, I, I, I do not think that Erica loves elements of the show. And I don't think that Erica is willing to open up her life in the way that is necessary at this point. I think we need an all or nothing. And yeah, I'm with you. I like Erica a lot, but I think that, I mean, we just keep running into this problem. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I, I don't have an answer. I don't know, except to say that Brandy can be back as a friend of, but I think not only is Brandy probably at a different point in her life and is probably slightly more desperate. Yeah. I don't, I don't know that that transfers to good TV, but I know that a ton of people want her back and I'm not being closed off to that. I just don't think that she is the answer. I think that we need, I don't think that, I think we need some sort of LVP-esque person, but LVP is in and of herself singular, and I know she was an alpha, and she understood TV production, and I don't think these other women, I don't know that it's possible to replace. I really don't have an answer. Yeah. It's unfortunate. I really don't. I think OC is more obvious in, like, removing some of the dead weight, which are some of the um, OGs and some people who've been on for Mm -hmm. a while, Um, but I don't know what to do about Beverly Hills except to say that it's it's sick it like needs to be helped yeah like, for sure like you know if tinsley's gonna call 911 for her dead dog oh my god which what oh. can i tell you okay well sarah you should know that i am the mother of a mature chihuahua <laughs> so it was a triggering week for also me named <laughs> Bambi, also. debbie i'll show you a picture she's on my phone so oh my god can't you can wait. listeners can tell what she looks like by Sarah's yeah. reaction. Okay, so we'll put it up as like an instant story. Oh, I can't do this right. There you go. There's Debbie. Oh, we're a little girl. Halloween <laughs> thing. So cute. This oh. was Debbie's Farrowine slash actual Halloween. Um, but no, so I was like, oh my God. I was like, as soon as we go into the scene, I was like, I am going to just be crying. And I am really yeah. genuinely, really sympathetic to Tinsley. No, it's devastating. It is it's a, a family it is a, member. It is a child. It is a child. 100%. But I mean. More so than a child. The Ramona and Sonia greatest comedy duo of our time just, I mean, well, Tinsley alone cry, the 911 thing, she starts crying in like whistle tones that I don't understand. Oh God, it was so good. God bless it was her. Just, she's, so, she's so, it was a gift. It was such a gift. Mar- Ramona's face hugging her and trying to maintain an expression of sympathy but while like having all these glitching micro expressions of like disgust and confusion yeah, she was trying to hug her she was trying to both hug her and pat her on the back yeah, like exactly. I don't want to touch you but here we are having a moment oh my god speaking of Tinsley guys the moment has arrived um are you guys ready for a little kiki that I had with um her holiness the tins at last week's feeling Giovanni now is the time um so guys enjoy this little interview of me and the tins Tinsley Mortimer, I am so excited to talk to you here for Andy's Girls. So first off, we're here at the world premiere of Luann's video, Feeling Giovanni. Have you seen it? What are your thoughts? What are your feelings? You know, I honestly haven't. I've seen a little bit of it. Okay, you've seen the teaser. 
I think that it is going to be amazing. I mean, the fact that she has Lisa Rinna involved, amazing. I'm really excited for her. I think it's I awesome. Love. So what's your favorite Luann song? We have Girl Code, we have Feeling Giovanni, we have Chic C'est La Vie, we have Money Can't Buy You Class. I mean, you know, I go old school with like Money Can't Buy You Class. Oh my God, it's um, a classic. It's a good one. But you know, Giovanni could be a really, I don't know. I don't, I haven't really heard the whole thing, so we'll see. But I think you're gonna like it. I might, it might fight money can't buy a class. Oh, I we'll love see. it. Yeah. Okay, what's old and new is coming together. Yeah, it might, I'm it into might, it. it might. So, question for you. There are some casting rumors about next season. You have been spotted filming. Is there anything you can tell us about officially being back? You know, the thing is, is that it's so funny because every year it's the same thing. You know, it's like at the very end of towards the season, they're all speculations. Who's coming back? Who's right. getting asked back? Whole thing. And, uh, you know, I have actually, I have filmed with a new girl, possibly. <gasps> what? But I can't tell you who. Is but, it your um, mother? <laughs> no, it's not oh, my mother. no, Dale. Although Dale would make a lovely housewife, but she doesn't live in New York City. No, um, it's a girl who lives in New York. She's a younger girl. She's great. I actually, actually a mutual friend of mine. Um, but she's not a personal friend of mine. She's a mutual friend of mine. And I think she'd be awesome for the show. Um, and I was just asked to film something with her, so we'll see if she works out or not. Apparently, there's other people they're testing, and you know, we have some spaces open at this point, so <gasps> we'll see. Um, but every year, it's the same thing. There's speculation about right. who's coming or not, right. and, and uh, there's a lot of you know girls doing a lot of stuff on page six that uh -oh. is not not always accurate not accurate at all so, so we'll see i love it um do you watch any other housewife franchises are you into beverly hills you i love them you do i love beverly hills so whose side are you on lvp or everybody else you know what it's very hard for me because i do think that they those i know from experience how there can be sort of a girl gang up mentality on these shows and I think that LVP didn't maybe do something as bad as I think that she did, and they thought that she, you know, planted a story and this whole thing, and it just makes me feel so badly for her. And I, I don't, I, you know, it's hard. Yeah. But I do also. I mean, I, I'm a big fan of the other side of Dorit and Kyle right. and Erica Jane and. The glam, and I just love to watch them because they're so pretty and fun. And if there was a franchise that you could be on that wasn't New absolutely, York, would it be Beverly Hills? Absolutely. How? I mean, how can we even say that? I mean, like, I would not get in trouble for having a glam team at that point. Like, no, you would be rewarded. I know. When I was in New York and I had like a glam team come to Columbia, ever got mad at me. But you know, I just this is my life. Like I love glam. I mean, it's the launch of eyelash line with Winky Lux <gasps> yesterday. Oh my God, Mazel! Yes. Are you wearing them now? I'm wearing them we'll now. We'll do a selfie. You look phenomenal. These are the graduates. These are the big boys. Oh I have my three God. different styles, but these are like the baby doll, the everything, and the graduate with Winky Lux, and they're amazing. And it's so fun for me. I love makeup. I'm from the south. Right. I love glam. I love makeup and. These girls got mad at me for having some glam at different venues. Well, they can yeah, just you know, go so. fuck themselves well, and get you know, their I don't own. Know. But then that's not the point. But I just think that if I were in Beverly Hills, they would like not be mad at me about doing it. So, so okay. speaking of all things production, reunion taped, what can you tell us? What's a little sneak peek inside scoop that you can share? Uh, it was definitely very therapeutic. 
Okay. As it always is. Yeah. The reunion was a. Uh, we had a. We de- we dealt with a lot. We talked about a lot. Okay. I mean, a lot happened, and I think it was really really good. Um, I personally though feel that I was not able to get a lot out with my situation. Dorinda and I have had a little bit of an argument, and uh, I feel like. I wasn't able to really kind of clear it up a little bit. You so, didn't feel any resolution at the reunion? Not as much as I wanted to. So, Have you followed up with her at all since? We have, but I haven't had any sort of uh, resolution on that either. So, Got we'll it. Um, and, you know, one of Andy's favorite phrases is rose and thorn. What's your peak moment from the show and your valley? Those. You hate it's it. Literally, when every time we have a rose and thorn or a truth or dare, How fucking I dare lose. They? You do? I literally lose. I'm the worst at these games. Oh no, it's like choosing a room. No, when I is Tinsley gonna be number them. one? When is it I happening? No, I'm not doing Rose or Thorn and I'm not doing through there. I swear to God, I'm the worst at these. I'm just telling that I, you know, honestly, the season was emotional for me. Yeah. I broke up with my ex boyfriend. Right. Well, boyfriend at the time. Rest in peace, now. coupon cabin. What? I said rest in peace, coupon right, cabin. Right, exactly. And then, you know, my little baby died, my dog. And, oh, I'm so sorry. And uh, I had a lot going on, and it just was, you know, emotional. And I'm very honest. I mean, unbeknownst to, I feel like people think, like, I, they say, the girls try to say I'm not. I am the most honest. I explain every single thing. I tell everything's going on in my life. And what's going on was what's going on, which was that I was breaking up with my boyfriend it was hard for me and then I was dealing with the, my dog getting sick and I was trying to work on my businesses and everything else and you know it's just when you film something over four and a half months right and that's supposed to be your life yeah it's not exactly your life I mean your life extends outside of that and it's a lot so you know now I'm very happy about the fact that I've launched my lash line and I'm like super happy dating again and I have <gasps> yes, a really good Tinsley Mortimer things are I have are a really happening. good boyfriend <gasps> right now Shut but I can't up. say are you guys exclusive yeah but we can't I'm not saying okay you're not saying anything is he here tonight no does he have a brother is there a cousin I'm not saying anything Tinsley Mortimer you need but to come on a, Andy's Girls and describe a, him with his shirt he's a very off. nice man Love and it. he has some children and it's super nice and we've we've had um some really nice dates and fun i met the kids and everything it's all good so it's good well i can't wait to see more of that next season tinsley mortimer total pleasure thank you so much for being on andy's girls talk soon thank you bye bye wow wasn't that spectacular love the tins so much love her so much happened (laughs) so much was expressed just the magic of check um wow this was magical can you tell the people where to find you online and oh. just like in real life like give us your address yes. and your social <laughs> well you guys already know queens do your, do your stalking um please don't find my parents in new jersey they'll be very confused and upset um <laughs> i am molly fitz on twitter um and yeah you can find my recaps on vulture for yes. various different reality shows oh but my this God, event, they're so good you're they, so talented this has been please i would love to come back anytime this has been so much fun thank oh, you for having thank me you. <laughs> thank you for having me that doesn't make any sense thank you for being <laughs> on the people's people's couch for the people's people's podcast this has been such a delight and i feel like this has been a new york heavy episode of ag as it should be and i am so glad we talked about southern 
and charm. And I'd love to have you back, especially, you know, like when I feel like the trailer for Jersey is going to come out soon. And yeah, yeah. I want to get your thoughts on the reunion for Beverly Hills when it happens, if anything happens, because I do think that the conversation needs to be continued of like, how can we help BH? And is there yeah. an answer? And listeners reach out to us, Twitter at Sarah Galley, Instagram at Dame Galley, because I want to hear from you of how you think we can help Beverly Hills yeah. get back to the place it was because it did used to be such a good show. And I know that Housewives is now part of the lexicon. And I know that with that, we sacrifice a little bit of the reality that we used to have in its pure form. And I get that on Beverly Hills, if these women are natural entertainers, former child actors, whatever, yeah. have to put on a role as a missus to a bajillionaire hubs. Like I get that they are more comfortable with a mask to begin with, but I'm just wondering, I think the, the conversation continues of like, ultimately how can we fix this? Because I do think it can be fixed. I think, like Bambi, maybe OC needs to be put down of mm. all of the franchises. But I I wonder if we can get Beverly Hills back to the land of the living. Does that make sense? We yes. need to burnish this diamond. I will say, it's and I, 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 I like it. I have not been, I will not be the first person to suggest this. And, you know, it's a bold idea. I not only think that the cast of Vanderpump Rules should graduate and we have a next, <gasps> next generation there, I think that Lala Kent should be, should have a diamond. While her husband still has <laughs> some money left, or fiance still has some money left, can we promote Lala and possibly in like two to five Stassi Schroeder uh -huh. <laughs> to Beverly Hills because both of these women are so good at television and it is such a specific skill and Lord knows you and I have watched enough Bravo TV to like know when you see a shining star and I think those are two excellent shining stars and while they are still so good not immediately but while they're still so good yeah. it would be great to promote them and that would be the first time that that's happened right now we're not talking spinoff we're just talking yeah because yeah 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 the Pump closest rules. equivalent is the way that Vanderpump Rules sprung off from Beverly Hills so right. why not try the other way around I would love it oh my god one third of the witches of WeHo please <laughs> we've had Carlton on we are ready yeah, for another yeah. witch okay this has been such a pleasure obsessed with you um guys Likewise. read every recap because they are magical and I had even like made a note to myself of something while I was laughing my ass off on your southern charm recap you described is it Eliza Danny and Naomi as a hobo camp community stew of leftover <laughs> cast members which you guys <laughs> Wow. Well, I have to come back because we have to talk about Eliza one day, but yes. Oh my God. What a mess. They need to give that white trash hairdresser who's actually not white trash, but also a hairdresser the, what is he, what do you get in Southern Term? I'm not holding know. a goddamn thing, but Eliza, much like Bambi. disease maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Eliza needs to be uh, put down. Um, This has been such a magical moment. Guys, get in touch. Let us know your thoughts and feelings. Five stars on iTunes. This is episode 112. Can I just have like 112 new reviews by next week? Just a small um, love all of you. Can't wait to talk to you soon. Goodbye.